Today's anecdotal experience podcast is brought to you by Tylenol PM. I slept half the day away today. It's okay though. It's Saturday and I didn't have any real plans. We're glad you came back to listen to the dote. If you're one of the two listeners listening on Stitcher, change your life. Make better decisions. Today, thank you for being here. Today on the podcast, we have Tree Sanchez. Tree talks about having a boyfriend, an older boyfriend, and another boyfriend, and the older boyfriend dying. It's a bummer, but still, you're going to like this podcast because you're not polyamorous. You don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like having an old boyfriend. I don't. This will be good. I learned a lot, and I had fun. It's not all... It's not all a downer. Johnny, who doesn't like the downer episodes, my brother. Sorry, man. You're going to be sad. Sometimes it's good to be sad. Cathartic. That's a word that I think applies. Um, yeah, this will be cool. Uh, leave an iTunes review. I'll give you $5. Um, share a post. I'll give you 2 bucks. Sounds fair. Uh, other than that... Thanks for being here. Let's do it, Tree Sanchez. Hey, you're fine. Uh, okay, so you met mutual friend. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So he's older. Did you you pursued him or he pursued you? Uh, I feel like I pursued him first. Okay. Yeah, I think he definitely had a crush on me earlier. Yeah. But I was the one that decided to make a romance out of it. Nice. What's that? Uh, what's that like being a young girl trying to woo an old man? Uh, it's weird to me. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. It was definitely different than trying to impress somebody of my my own age. I How guess. How so? Because uh, like you just assume that he's been with all sorts of other women, and he's sort of. I don't, I want to say tired of women, but I just assume older men are just like over girls and especially younger girls seem more annoying maybe. What would you do? How would you approach him differently than you'd approach like a a normal dude? I mean like the, the flirtation is a little bit different I think with an older guy because cause, uh, cause I knew that he had been married before. Yeah. I knew that he was divorced uh, and actually he had been divorced twice, which I found later on the, the relationship. Um, so what attracted you to him? What attracted me to him? Are you into older dudes? Is that just a normal thing? You like distinguished dudes or? Uh, I just like really intelligent dudes or seemingly intelligent dudes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. And I mean like older guys have sort of a more soothing voice to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I just always wonder what that phase... Was he into younger girls or that he, kind of... He dated a couple younger girls after his second divorce. I think I was like the third or fourth one. Yeah, it just seems... it se- What seems strange to me is that kind of two people being so far apart. I would never see a... F- I, I'm 27. So if I were to see a 47-year-old woman, there would be no... It, that kind of... If I were to end up dating a 47-year-old woman, the progression of me... From like meeting a 47 year old woman for me to date one would be really crazy but the progression for me to get there where i'm like i'm dating a 47 year old woman would be very weird to me okay because like how did we get here i met this woman at an open mic i mean there's definitely chemistry there was certainly a lot of chemistry between me and him and i remember there was a moment where 
uh, were like online chatting. Uh, I think I, I initially asked him like, hey, I heard that you were supposed to be at this comic book convention. I'm at this comic book convention. Are you in this city or a different city? He's like, oh, it's next week in a different city. And I was like, oh, fuck, because I just wanted to hang out with you. Yeah. And he was flattered by that. And then later on that night, I I think I took a picture of like my socks because they were like a super bright color, super zany looking socks. And then he snapped me a picture of his feet. And there was like this statue of Beauty and the Beast in the photo. And yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, he's he's into Disney stuff. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. And from there, were you like, okay, I feel like I kind of connected with this guy? Yeah. Taking pictures of my socks and <laughs> yeah. seeing that he has like a similar interest. Yeah. Okay. And that, you know, he's goofy enough to take pictures of his feet as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's he, where you're like, we're, this is you and I. Yeah. You and me, we have this thing. Yeah. Okay. What's, uh, yeah, well, I guess take us through what's the, what's the relationship like? Um, how long did you guys date? We dated for six months. Okay. And it was long distance. Um, okay. So, so there was a lot of the, the internet chatting and the sharing of pictures and stuff like that. Phone calls. I remember I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. For like hours, multiple times within a week. Okay. Yeah. So it was like hot and heavy real quick. Yeah. Okay. I think we can do like, a, like not to spoil it, but this, this guy, this gentleman dies. Yeah. I think what's really going to be like the really interesting part of it is your relationship and then like how you felt um after you had found out like he had passed yeah i guess will be so like kind of take us through like during the relationship how it how it was and what kind of happened and how it fell apart and how you kind of like still cared for him okay because did it end well um I think when two people are very passionate about each other, it's going to be a very ugly breakup. And was was it so? Um, it was it was tough. It was definitely a tough breakup, but it was also one of those breakups where you keep checking in on that person and make sure they're okay. Yeah. Okay, so you still like obviously you still love them. Yeah. Okay. And you're you still care. Yeah. You want to make sure they're all right. Absolutely. But at the same time it's ugly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, you're still angry with that person, but you sort of like shove those feelings down because you're still concerned with them and their well-being. Yeah, it's a weird, I mean, there can be like that resentment sometimes. You have that resentment, but at the same time, you're like, ah, I still love you, Yeah, but like, you hurt me. One of the funnier things was uh, we were trying to get along again, and you could you could definitely tell that there was tension, but like... I would try to be silly about it, like addressing it and being silly. So I would call him Heartbreaker for like a week and text messages. He'd be yeah. like, hey, did you get that link? Like, sure did, Heartbreaker. When really your heart was broken. Uh, Yeah, I was being sarcastic. You were hurt. It. Yeah. You were passive aggressive. <laughs> I sure was. Many a truth is said in jest. <laughs> well, how did, uh, I mean, yeah, how did he break your heart? Like what, what was happening there? Um... Why'd you guys break up? What happened? Or tell us about the relationship. It was hot and heavy yeah. at first. You're doing a lot of Skyping and... Yeah. Yeah, what happened? What? Uh, um, how'd you fall in love with this dude? He's old. <laughs> He's an old man. What's it like falling in love with an old man? I remember asking him about like very specific health questions, which I definitely have never done before. And yeah. I, I've tried to make a joke about it, but it doesn't really translate that well. But I remember asking him, like, do you have high blood pressure? Do you have this? Do you have that? And he's like, no, I'm perfectly healthy. I don't, I'm confused by it even. Right. Where, yeah, because 
I think as a younger girl, you're like, is this guy going to be in bad shape soon? Because then that's going to make this relationship much different than right. what I want it to be. Because you want it to be long term. Yeah. And there was, yeah. Okay. So like <laughs> potentially getting married. <laughs> and he's like got 20 years on you. He does have 20 years on me. So that sort of, those problems kind of come up earlier then. Yeah. And you could tell that he was like maybe self-conscious about the age gap because. How so, what, what made you feel that way? Uh, so we would sort of crack jokes about how we would be at a restaurant together and he has like this big white beard and yeah. he's 6'5 and he's 300 pounds. So he's like a large man. And oh. I'm, I'm a very petite Hispanic looking girl. Um, Odd couple. Yeah. So he was self-conscious about, I guess, what strangers thought of us, but where he would be like, oh, everybody probably thinks that like, um, your dad or, you know, uh, some sort of creep. Yeah. And I was like, well, they probably think I'm a prostitute or you know, right. what have you. So whatever. Yeah. And we were at a festival and he was saying that, that stuff too. And we were getting in the car and I was, and he just like would yell out like, this is consensual. Yeah. Yeah. To try and make him feel a little bit more at ease. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Make a joke out of it. Like yeah, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I think you'd have to eventually be like, who the people are going to stare. Yeah. People are going to, yeah. People are going to think I'm a prostitute and you're a... <laughs> Sugar daddy, is that a thing? Yeah, That's I guess people, people would think that too. Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, was there any sort of cultural or maturity level gap or anything weird? Any... I mean, we had a lot of the same interests. He would introduce me to stuff. I would introduce him to stuff. Um, I remember one time I asked him, or no, he asked me, like, do you think it's gross that you're dating somebody that's, you know, nearing their 50s? And I'm like, no. I think it's cool because if I have a question about the 80s, I can just ask you. But did you really think that, though? That it was gross that I was dating him? Or no, did you really? Because, like, that sounds like what you just said sounds like a thing you would say to someone to make them feel less. Because him saying that is, like, I kind of feel like you might feel weird, which is kind of him saying, I kind of feel weird. Yeah, yeah. I think about this. That's definitely how I took it. Right. Yeah. But And then you sounding like you're you're trying to... Uh, make a joke and kind of protect his feelings in a way and saying uh, it's cool because I can ask you about the 80s. Yeah. When in reality it's like just I wanted to make a joke <laughs> of this because I, I don't want you to think about this. Yeah. I don't want you to feel bad. There was definitely he's one of the more sensitive people I've ever dated. Really? Yeah. But it really wasn't a concern to you at all? No. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean I was having so much fun it didn't matter. Yeah. So you were in love with the dude. Yeah. Whatever people thought, you didn't even think about it. It was just like, I'm I'm spending time with the man I love. Yeah, but the only thing that I was sort of uh, self-conscious about was, you know, he was a comedian, I was a comedian. Yeah. I don't want people to think that I'm just, you know... What? Tr- trying, to, trying to sleep with all these comedians. Was that a concern? <laughs> I mean, I'm always afraid of my reputation, but... I'm yeah, not- but it's like a dude. It's like, yeah, it's a one guy. If you were, like, sleeping with all these comedians, <laughs> you'd be sleeping with all the comedians. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody that I've pursued, it's been an investment with romance and not just right gross stuff. Yeah. Who cares what people think anyway, <laughs> you know? Yeah. As long as you like you and you know you're not, like, sleeping with all the comedians. <laughs> but that was your only concern that people would yeah. think you were a... There's a word for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, clearly in love with the dude. Mm-hmm. What happened? You're an open book. Yeah. You told um, me. There was more and more instances where he would be like, 
would you like me more if I was younger? Would you like me more if I was uh, more handsome? Would you like me more if I had a, you know, very specific stuff? And I was like, well, then you wouldn't be you and I wouldn't be with you if you weren't the person that you are. And you could tell that like that wasn't enough for him. What did he expect you to do though? I, I don't know. And it was one of those things where like, I want to make you happy, but I feel like I'm doing the best I can and it's still not enough. And yeah. like his friend would talk to me about it and he'd be like, he, Jim said that you guys wanted different things. And that's like the most bare bones way of explaining a, a breakup where I was like, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, when someone says, cause I've heard that like, oh, we wanted different things or timing was bad. It's just like, Okay, you're just saying I don't want to tell and you I, the real And I found out a little bit later that um, after the breakup that he wanted me to stay in the same city, city as him and he didn't want me to have my boyfriend in St. Louis. Wait, oh, he wanted you to move for him? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Or he wanted me to... Cause How I, would you find... You found that out through a different person, though. Is that I, what you're saying? I pour, I had to like piece it together with all the information after the breakup and yeah. upon reflecting about it over and over and over again um, to try and figure out what happened. I, I sort of came to different conclusions like that. And um, But he never asked you to move. No, he, he did say in the breakup letter, like, I don't want to have to share you. Did he, is, did he feel like he was sharing you? Yeah. With what? With my boyfriend in St. Louis that I had been with, that I am still currently with. Oh, you're... Okay, now it's clicking. Yeah. You're in an open relationship. Yes. Whoa. You didn't tell us that. (laughs) You did tell me that on a Facebook message, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Now I'm remembering. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, that's plenty to talk about right there. Mm -hmm. So you already... All right, I'm sorry. That's awesome, though. This is going to be good. So you're currently with this guy now. Yes, and I would take trips out to Indianapolis to see Jim for like a week out of every month, as many months as I could make it. So I would say um, from March to August, there would be a week where I would just go to Indianapolis. I would visit Jim. We would hang out. Uh, I'd do some shows there and that relationship would blossom more and more each time what wow i'm sorry i'm gonna have to go on a tangent though that's what's that like did you do i mean obviously you love what's it like having your boyfriend now and him being cool with you going to indianapolis to blossom your relationship with this other person i think my boyfriend saw it more as me having comedy opportunities and Jim being the person that would help me with those opportunities. I don't know if he was uh, knowledgeable enough about me and Jim's contact with each other or even like conversations to know that we Uh. were into each other. And maybe he does and maybe he doesn't. I'll never really know because it's one of those things where there's too much tension that don't even mention it. And just go on with their lives just the same. That's weird. Yeah. That's not, that is not, that is an open relationship (laughs) in one way and a very closed relationship in another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're like, yeah, we can. It's two lives is what it feels like. What's that like? Uh, it, It can be frustrating. It's kind of like managing two 
people you are invested in at the same time. It sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. But it's also very rewarding at the same time. How so? Um, I don't know. There's just certain moments that you have with a person where it's like you look into their eyes, they're looking into yours, and you feel so, you know, emotionally supreme, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess being in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you feel that with two different people. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I'm just such a, you know, monogamy brain. I mean, I've never even really had a serious relationship. And I see those as being a very long... I think the the shy part of me, where it was like starting it, it's like, should I do this or should I not do that? But it's also like, you weigh your options where, am I going to regret not doing this more or regret doing this more? Yeah. There, there was a lot of that. Yeah. That's, but then what is your, so... Yeah, I don't know. What was your boyfriend? Did you call him your boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, so what was your boyfriend? Did you call Jim your boyfriend too? Yeah. You did? I mean, more with Jim more than anybody. And, with, I, and there was a couple him. of Indianapolis comics that knew that we were romantically involved. Yeah. And I think other ones figured it out by watching us interact. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not hard to mm-hmm. put it together. Mm-hmm. Wow. So my boyfriend St. Louis is named Paul. Uh-huh. And... The guy I dated in Indianapolis is named Jim. If yeah. that clarifies this story. Any yeah, better. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good now. You had two boyfriends. Yeah. Did you ever get hints from Jim that, that like, he wasn't... Because obviously you found out later that Paul was a problem for him. Yeah. Sharing you. Did you ever feel... Did he ever communicate that to you? Um, he tried to tell me a couple of times that he didn't feel threatened by my boyfriend, but towards the end, I think he realized maybe he does. Yeah. I think he wanted to be respectful of my lifestyle and be like, it's, it's cool that you have a boyfriend in St. Louis that takes care of you. Yeah. Even though he was not cool with it. Yeah. That's, isn't it funny how we lie to people to get them to like us? (laughs) And then it just... You still, you're being dishonest and it's like eating away at you that your girlfriend has another boyfriend and you're saying you're cool with that because you want to be the cool guy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, no, I'm not cool with this at all. This drives me bonkers. Yeah. And I, I realized towards maybe the last two months that he was being a lot more temperamental and stuff like that. And I, as much as I would try and soothe those feelings away, I knew that yeah. they would still persist. And yeah. that's why I felt like, I can't make you happy because I'm part of the problem that's making you unhappy. Yeah. And he's lying to himself. He's lying to you. He's saying, this isn't a problem for me when it is. And he shouldn't have gotten, he shouldn't, if you couldn't handle being in a, like a polyamorous, is that the word? I guess it's the word. Is it? I don't know. I don't it know the particulars of it. could be a dinosaur. I don't know. Most of my sexual activity is with Paul. Oh. Yes. Were you, did you have sexual activity with Jim? Uh, there was definitely fooling around, but there was nothing, uh, there was no actual penis going into the vagina. Thank you for being an open book. (laughs) All right. Not worried about you being afraid to say anything. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. That's interesting to me. So. Because the way that I figured it is like, if I'm going to accidentally get knocked up it should be with paul paul he's boyfriend a 
the primary partner is how I've heard the term before. Primary and then auxiliary partner. <laughs> I wouldn't want to because I'm 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 like Jim. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be. I'm not okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a certain type of person. I wouldn't be okay with being auxiliary partner. And it probably makes me sound insecure and like I'm, and I'm sure I am, but that's who I am. I'm like, I can't be, I need to feel special. I need to feel like I'm the only one. Like I tried my best to make him feel like he was more than a side piece because to me, he was more than a side piece. He had equal the, you know, amount of love that I gave Paul. I gave the equal amount of love to Jim, but the behaviors were a little bit different, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like the response to the love? Like, I wouldn't spend more than a week in Indianapolis. Okay. For Jim, because I still have to uh, pay attention to Paul. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and I was also having a traveling job at the same time. Yeah, that's too much. I've... (laughs) That's you're the opposite of me, because I'm the I don't have time for anyone. <laughs> the idea of having a relationship to me is like I don't know I don't have time. I'm gonna be a bad boyfriend. I'd be terrible because I don't have time. And also I like to I like me time. I like Joe time. <laughs> to you, even just hearing like I had two boyfriends that I loved <laughs> and enjoyed spending time with to me is like, wow, I no not that's insane. That sounds so stressful. It it definitely was, but you still, it, but you still now are you? What in what is Paul? Does what's your open relationship like now? I don't want to get too deep into that, but what's it like now? Because you said, um, so after Jim died, I'm assuming Paul just thought, oh, she, you know, was mourning her good friend, and then there were times where like I couldn't get out of bed, and he would, I guess, take that as a sign of maybe there's something else about this gym thing that yeah. I don't know about. And he would be like, well, why aren't you hanging out with me? And I was like, I can't even get out of bed. So he f- so Paul figured it out. Yeah. He I did. Th- I assume so. How but do you I, not I, know? I don't, I don't know what to ex- what extent he knows. You're so. still with Paul. <laughs> He's going to listen to this podcast. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. So even now you're kind of like, eh, I don't really know how much really know how much Paul knows actually. But he's also a very smart guy at the same time. Yeah, it's just not something you talk about. And in the the fact that Paul that uh Jim drew me a picture of me in a very like specific sort of cartoon where it's I'm in Jim's mouth and I'm prying his teeth open, which yeah. is a very interesting image that I sort of, I look at and try and interpret a thousand different ways. That's in my house that Paul is also seen. Yeah. I cannot relate to you. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know. Like, I don't, I'm like, yeah, that'd be, that would, if I were Paul, I'd be like, yeah, someone went there. Someone went down there. And that's, but I'd have to be. If you're in an established open relationship, what's, are you, is he asking you questions about things? Or is it just kind Sometimes of, don't ask, don't I, tell? It's, like, he'll ask what's wrong, and I have to find something that's vague but honest at the same time. Yeah, you kind of have to, yeah. It's, I don't know what that's called, but. <laughs> so he kind of understands when you're being vague that it's like, nah, the truth is probably not going to be what you want to hear. Yeah, basically. I, like, there was definitely a time where 
uh, I told him to respect some of, uh, you know, the secrets that I have. Wow. For them to stay secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, though, isn't it? But he also, when we discussed it, because we discussed it way before I even tried anything with anybody um, about, you know, what's okay, what's not okay. And he said, well, I don't want you to talk about what you do with other people to me. Yeah, I think that's a, isn't that a kind of, I've heard that too yeah. from other polyamorous, whatever the word is, mm. people where they're, they're, but sometimes I hear people just, they want to know, they want to know. They're, yeah, the, I have a friend who is in a polyamorous relationship where he wants to know what you learned essentially from another relationship. Yeah. Wow. Do you like it? Do you like being, do you like this? Is it, is monogamy not for you? Um, I definitely feel better when I know that there's more than one person to rely on for giving and receiving affection and intimacy. Ah, yeah. Because you kind of, if you're on the, on the outskirts with one or on the, you know, if it's things are bad, if you're in the doghouse with one, you still have the other to kind of talk about being in the doghouse. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how me and Jim started a little bit in the beginning where me and Paul, he, so Paul was definitely being more distant and more irritated and I didn't know exactly what was going on. I, I, I think basically what it came down to is he was going through his own issues and I couldn't really uh, help him with that stuff. So I was just sort of like waiting for him to just like let it blow over. And then yeah. at the same time, you know, this 46-year-old man is giving me flirts and all sorts of other things. So I sort of like, well, I, I want to pursue that more. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is just very, it's weird to me, especially with, like you kind of said, with uh, Jim, he couldn't talk to you about the problems he was having because they were really, they were you. Yeah. So he probably had no one to talk to about it and it probably just... He had like a couple of friends and after the funeral, um, I talked to a couple of his friends about, you know, how Jim was feeling at certain parts uh, between, like, the breakup and, you know, when the cancer started to get really bad. and uh, What did he, was he, did he have cancer while you were dating? No. I mean, there was, <laughs> there were times where I was very worried about his health because he would complain about having uh, back issues so much so that he couldn't hold me while cuddling because yeah. it, it hurt his back so bad. Yeah. And he'd get real frustrated. So to, like try and make him feel better about it. I'd be like, no, tonight I want to hold you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. (laughs) And super sad. Okay. So it's got to be, you're ending the relationship with this guy. Did he ever really hurt you? Or were you kind of the burden on him unintentionally for the most part? Or Um, did you ever have any resentment toward... I only ask because it's like kind of later and he does get cancer and die. And that can be if there's if there's absolutely no resentment and you kind of there's it can st- cause different emotions. There's stuff that he did that I was like, that was unfair to me. Like there was definitely a couple moments like that. OK, but also at the same time, I realized that that's just 
what he did to sort of protect the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Where okay. there was a time where he ignored me at a show and yeah, I was okay. very hurt and I pretty much just, I looked at him like, oh, you're not going to talk to me. And then I got a text later that says, I just want to give you some distance is all. Yeah. So nothing, nothing real. It was if like the, for that instance, it's like you interpret it as something else that it wasn't. And it was really him just trying to do what he thought was the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? You break up mm-hmm. and you know he has cancer. No, I didn't. You didn't. He didn't tell me for a while. So. But you're his back. <laughs> so. You just thought he had back pain. I mean, he's an old man. Not he's only forty six. Not only is he forty six, he's six five, three hundred pounds. I mean, like that has to do something to your fucking bones at some point. So yeah, you, know, you don't really think anything of it. It's just like a, I think he's a big guy. He's a he's big guy. A lot of weight carrying around. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, he wore it pretty well, but it's also like, uh, you know, the stress for forty eight years at the same time, where it's like it's the weight and the age. So naturally, oh well, of course you're gonna have a bad back. You should go to the doctor and get. You know. But it was the cancer. Yeah, it was the cancer the whole time. When did he tell you he had cancer? So... Did he tell you? The way that I sort of pieced it together was in November, he was going to physical therapy for his back. He had done that maybe like 10 or 12 years before, still with almost the same exact symptoms of his back pain. And this is why you're dating him? This is while... uh, No, this is right after the breakup, but he has had a... uh, back pain 10 years before meeting me okay to where he had to go to physical therapy it wasn't working but eventually i guess it wasn't a problem so much okay he just sort of dealt with it um but then he started going to physical therapy in i assume november which is like a couple months after we broke up yeah and he would i mean he would keep me up to date of like what what's going on in his town oh so you're still we're still talking communicating professionally yeah Okay, so you know what's up with him. He's telling you my back hurts like hell. And Yeah. And, okay. And then uh, when I saw him in November at that show and he ignored me, of course, I was very angry. Okay, this and, was after, got it, after the breakup he ignored you. Yeah. Okay. Or this was months after the breakup. He got just it. sort of decided out of the blue, like, oh, well, maybe I should just ignore her. That's hard. <laughs> maybe that would make this breakup a little easier. Cause it does, though. After the breakup, it didn't feel like a breakup. It felt like, okay, well, we're just reevaluating what we are. Oh, so you kind of. We yeah, like, we it's slowed painful. down the, the flirtation stuff and the, you know, stuff. Poor like Jim. That. That's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Because you don't know, you don't know what to do. Because you don't, you don't want to engage. And, uh, I don't know, because you're kind of getting back into that and you're going to, you might set yourself up for more hurt. Yeah. And if he's like, oh, Tree, what's up? How have you been? And blah, blah, blah. Like old times. And it's like, oh, what am I doing? And he's had relationships with women before that I assume this has happened before for him. Yeah. Where, you know, I'm 26. I've started dating, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Sort of thing. And uh, and then, so I ignored him for like all of December. And yeah. there was moments where I would think about him and just start weeping. Like there's this NPR personality uh, that does a a show called A Prairie Home Companion. Uh-huh. And I think the name of the guy is uh, Garrison Healer or something. Keeler. Yeah, yeah. So his voice 
is very, very similar to Jim's. Okay. Not to mention Jim introduced me to that show. Yes, it's really connected. And, so, it, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like late December, early January. Jim has a birthday. Uh, I tell him happy birthday. He gives me a thumbs up. And I text him more and he doesn't respond. Do you know he has cancer at this point? I don't. I okay. have no idea. And then, like, end of January, I say, hey, how are you? And he responds back, got a bunch of cancer. How are you doing? What do you say? Uh, there was definitely a moment of it's like, oh, shit, uh, my friend's sicker than I thought he was, in fact. You so, knew he was sick. Um, I knew he was in pain. I didn't know how severe the sickness was, but when somebody says they have cancer, you just assume that, oh, well, a lot of people die of cancer, so this is a serious thing. So yeah, I asked him, like, a couple details. Um, he said that the cancer was very small, and I made the joke, that well you're so big they're probably regular sized cancer yeah and then i told hilarious him, <laughs> zing <laughs> and then um <laughs> and then i told him that i wanted to use my magic powers and zap away his cancer and he said yeah i wish you could too is he yucking it up too or is he like nah it's pretty serious tree uh, no, he never said it was super serious. He's yucking it up, too. Uh, yeah. He just kind of didn't want to kill the mood? I guess so. Yeah. So what happened after that? Uh, I think I called him within that week, and we talked. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's so good to hear your voice, and stuff like that. And he had just gotten a dog, and I'd be like, oh, what's your dog like? Are you going to name him? And he was like in the process of like, oh, I don't know if I want to name him Dingo or Disco. And eventually the dog's name was Disco. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just like your regular casual conversation with somebody. And he said that he was getting certain procedures. And of course, I have no idea what any of the stuff is. So I just sort of like nod my head and say, does it make you feel better? Um, like he was getting like liquid drained from his lungs. Yeah. Which I assume that's pretty bad, but you know, he's breathing. So that's good. Yeah, you don't know how to what that means, really. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I would joke about how he had, like, his own nurse and how, you know... Uh, sexy just, nurse jokes. Sexy nurse jokes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I would tell him, how, like, oh, man, I wish I could get the fluid drained out of my lungs. That sounds like a, like a nice spa procedure. Yeah. <laughs> when did it... Well, then when did it, like, you guys are talking back and forth... Yeah. So basically, um, like when he said that he had cancer, I was like, well, I have to forget that I'm his ex-girlfriend and just be there for him. Oh, so any sort of... But you didn't resent him at all. You weren't broken up. You probably... Because I feel like you'd have no reason to have any bear, any ill will toward him. You just like you were... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, you at would some have point, to just have nothing but love for the guy because he never did anything to you. Yeah. At some point, I'm just like, well, it is what it is. It happened. Yeah. But... You know, we started a new page, essentially. Yeah, just a different type of relationship, almost. Yeah. Like, he's dying. Do you know he's dying? I don't know that he's dying. Yet. Yeah. I just know that he's in, um, you know, I just know that he's not in a, the best condition. Yeah, and at that point, it's like, all bets are off. Any sort of relationship thing we had, it's like, we're going to have a different relationship. I just want you to know I care. Yeah. And I'm going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what's, uh, I mean... I don't want to skip too far. And let me know if I am, but like he he dies, and 
did you see that coming at all? Uh, there was a day where I sort of freaked out. When was that? Um, what was that like? That was like two weeks before he died. I realized that he kept saying that he was getting tired more often and he wasn't doing the usual stuff that he likes to do. Yeah. So, um, so it was like, I'm nervous to see you again because I was supposed to go back to Indianapolis to do the show. Right. Uh, and I and I don't know what his condition is because he hasn't really told me. So I'm scared to see him in a bad condition. Uh, I told him that I was scared that I would never see him again. And so it's getting real at that point where you're yeah. like, oh man, like this is. That's when that's when you freak out. Yeah. Because you're the realization that he might that yeah, you're like near the end. That he might not be there in a you know couple weeks. Yeah. And yeah. You doing okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Um, and he just told me, don't worry. Yeah. And in fact, he said, don't worry, doll, which is like the pet name that we had when we were dating. Right. So the fact that he sort of put that in there made me feel a little better. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, and then I just told him that I just wanted to cradle his dumb head again. Yeah. And he said that we could do that anytime. Yeah. So now it's starting to go back into that almost romantic phase again yeah but i feel like yeah i don't know at that point any sort of you know whatever insecurities whatever he had or anything that kept him from you and that whatever you know problems he had with the polyamorous relationship are gone yeah it's like i'm dying and i love this person so i'm gonna let it all in and not think about the qualms i have yeah i'm dying yeah so yeah what was yeah what comes what comes next uh so i i felt like i went through this mental sort of olympics where it's like well he says he's gonna be okay so he's gonna be okay so we'll just chat it up like usual yeah and like the last text that i sent him was this sort of weird playful sort of like sketch between the both of us yeah where he said he went to a comedy club, and I said, oh, uh, it moved locations, can I have the new address? So he sent me the address, um, and it was this sort of silly, you better give me that address in the comedy Terminator. Yeah. And, uh, and he gives me the address, and I say thank you, and then I shoot him with a laser. Yeah. And then he dies and says, remember the. Yeah. And then I never got a text back. Like, I'm still in this playful mo- mode where it's like, oh, you're so weak, you can't even finish a sentence. Yeah. And then, wait, so that's part of it. You sent him a... I'm confused. You sent him a drawing? No, this was like text messages. This so. is via text, and yeah. you're bantering back and forth. Uh-huh. And he doesn't... You say, I'm going to shoot you in my laser, you're going to die, and he's about to say something. And then... He he does, like, the quotations, like, remember the... And then little asterisk dies. That's his bit. Back. Yeah, that That's is... That's his the, yes hand. That is the very last text I got from him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then how long after that did, uh, did he die? Um, that was two days before he died. Okay. So that text message conversation happens the birthday of my brother who passed away ten years prior, eight years prior. So it's a very emotional day just in general. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to Jim's text messages, but it's also like I'm somewhere else at the same time. Yeah. And then two days later, 
his friend tagged me in a post that was basically like, rest in peace, Jim. Yeah. And that's how I found out. Yeah. And what was, uh, I guess I, this is a question I have for you. Did Paul help console you during the loss? Because obviously you were super distraught about it. Like you couldn't get out of bed, you know, when before even, not even when, or wait, wait you couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed um, probably like a week after the funeral. But there was okay. definitely times knowing that Jim had cancer where I would just... Uh, I would go somewhere and I would cry. I would come back from that and he'd be like, were you crying? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell him why. No. I mean, it was basically like, I'm just sad that Jim has cancer. Just, yeah, this guy, this other comedian in Indianapolis has cancer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, it had to be terrible. You know, he dies. And then do you, what's that, what's the interaction with, Paul like does he kind of help you through it or who does help you through it um, who do you have well I couldn't turn to Paul for it you unfortunately. couldn't yeah why not um because it was just there was too much sort of uh reminiscing with Jim to sort of like talk about to sort of get through it and I didn't want to put him through that all those stories so yeah I, you had to tell him too much about too much about the relationship yeah and you couldn't do it no. So who helped you? My friend Aaron. Cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron's a very smart guy and very nice guy. So, I mean, he was more than willing to sort of like take off all that pressure and all those sort of thoughts and sort of make sense of what happened and what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, loss. It's hard to, it's hard to deal with. It's hard to know where to go and how to feel about it. How are you, how are you now? Cause this wasn't, it's funny, I didn't know, you told me this, but I know who the person is and mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know previously that it was who I thought it was. I didn't realize it was so recent. Um, how are you doing now? Uh, a little better. I mean, there's certainly times, I've noticed that the length of which I cry and what it is that I cry about has changed dramatically from Day one to three months later. What? How's it different? Um, so I guess I felt a lot of guilt for the first maybe month. And then... What? Why? Just because it's like, well, I hurt that guy. I didn't mean to. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. You didn't try to, though. No. You didn't try to. And I think... I mean, you probably know this, but I think you did the right thing... But telling someone, like, I'm in an open relationship and this is my life and if you want to get on board... Um, I'd love to have you. Yeah. Yeah, but this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure then... the guilt's gone, but I want you to know, I think you're all right in my book. <laughs> Thanks. So now, so what does now it feel like? So now it's more like, oh, I miss the way his hands feel. I miss the way his hair feels. So the guilt's gone. You just miss the dude. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's getting better? It's getting a little better. Okay. I mean, to be honest, with very, very few days, um, you know, I've cried every single day. Really? There might be one or two days where, you know, uh, I cried multiple times in one day to make up for another day, I feel like. 
yeah. for missing a day. Do you feel like you have to cry? Certainly? I don't feel like I have to cry, but there's certainly like, I almost feel biologically almost clockwork to cry every day. That's weird. It is very weird. You just get emotional? Yeah, it'll be like, uh, I was in Chicago and we had taken a trip, me and Jim took a trip to Chicago during the summer and I passed by the same grocery store that we got sodas and cookies at. Yeah. And like, I just melted with depression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, it goes, it goes away with time. Mm. Um, if you can give us, what'd you learn? Out of the experience. Is there a positive note to take out of it and something you would impart us with? Or something where you're like, yo, this is, this was bad, this was good, this is what I learned, this is what I loved, and I'm better now. Um, or is it all worse? Is it all bad now? <laughs> Man, there, I think there's so many answers to that question. Um, I would say that I'm glad that I pursued him. Um, I'm glad that... I invested so much into a relationship as much as I could when I could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he taught me a bunch of stuff that I feel is beneficial. Like, um, we went through one of his scripts and we did voice acting sort of practice, which is something I had wanted to do for a while. Uh-huh. So we did that. Um, yeah, I mean, he introduced me to an entire city, an entire comedy scene that I wouldn't have you know, been yeah. privileged to. Yeah. I mean, it especially helps when you know somebody that, you know, knows everybody else. Right. Instead of just this outsider just trying to latch on to people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's something, I mean, even just getting into any relationship with a person, yeah, you learn a lot about them, you learn a lot about yourself, and yeah, it just sucks. The finality of it when it's not like, yeah, you break up with someone, but you know they're there. They're out there mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. You can get them if you needed to. <laughs> yeah, but when someone dies, it's like, no, nah, it's done. It's over. Yeah, and I've been pretty much going to Indianapolis to sort of try and get used to that city again without them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, this has, this is not a comedy podcast. It has, this is the episode where it's definitively a tragedy podcast. And I love it. I really do. I think, I really appreciate you coming on and telling the story. Because I think it's, uh, this is super interesting. And I really appreciate you saying it and being willing, especially so, so soon after. You know? Uh, telling us how you feel. So, I just want to, like, really thank you for doing this. You're welcome. This has been awesome. Um, anything else? Say anything you want. If there's any sort of... I mean, I I wish I could come up with an answer for, you know, what I should not have done so that I don't repeat that. You got anything? No regrets? (sighs) Or no regrets, but lessons learned. Where you're like... Lessons, certainly lessons learned. Basically, like, you know, I don't want to put someone through what I put him through. And And I don't want to be put through something that he put me through again. How are you going to, like, how would you avoid putting someone through that again? Um, what did you do? What did you do wrong? Because you're an angel <laughs> from the way you described it, you know? Yeah, but there was other, 
just like the fact that I was open about being with other people, I think, around him, because at some point you're like, oh, we're friends. I can just be honest with you. It was the same thing where it's like, well, Paul doesn't want to know about other people. Jim shouldn't want to know about other people, Okay, too. so you should just keep your mouth shut uh, Yeah, I guess so. There it is. That's a lesson. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a polyamorous relationship. There's still some sort of exclusive stuff. Yeah, they love you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's... We could do a whole podcast on polyamory. You're the only person I actually know that has a relationship like that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been awesome. Plug all your jokes. Tell us how funny you are. Tell us, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing lately? You got any shows coming up? Um, I'm trying to get on the Cincinnati Brew. Haha. Uh, I sent them a tape from uh, the Chubby's Comedy Club. Nice. Um, I sent them a tape, too. Yeah. I haven't heard anything. I I heard that it's going to be like two weeks before the event is when you find out. Sweet. Which is fair. Um, But yeah, a lot of my comedy is very personal, but I try and twist it to where like, oh, everybody can laugh at this. Yeah. Sort of thing. So um, recently with Jim's death, it's been talking about like, you know, breakups in general, dating older dudes. uh, Yeah, just dealing from breakup to death thing and i have maybe one joke to where it sort of tries to encompass all those feelings into one punchline yeah tough (laughs) tough in a five minute set especially if you're trying to work it in there maybe not no uh i've because there's like three jokes that sort of encompass the entire relationship and i've been doing just one of the jokes that i like the most out of it Uh recently so, and it still hits just as hard without the other two in front of them. Huh. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. You got a, I saw you, you're doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm I stalk t- you on Facebook. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, so I'm trying to start a podcast called The Weird Wide World, where it's different um, sort of articles and stories from science and history. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. Because I don't know how to interview people. Yeah, I'm very skilled. I'm special. <laughs> That's special what everybody boy. told me because I was like, oh, I'm doing Joey's podcast. Like, oh, he's such a great interview. Yeah, the best. Yeah. No, it's not that hard. <laughs> uh, people are interesting. It's not hard. Yeah. So, this was easy. If you need help doing anything in your podcast, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate awesome. It. Anything else? Um, gosh, I don't know. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Tree. Thank you. All right, later. Bye.